Hello Scorpio friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Scorpio June 2021 Astrology Must Knows. This is one of the most astrologically active months of the whole year and there are a lot of reasons why. I'm calling the theme of this month Quadruple Boom or Quad Boom for short and I've got an amazing slideshow to give you 10 must knows about what this quad boom means. But first we're going to talk about some things very specific for Scorpio. Two admin notes to help you make the most of this video. One is that this is for you if Scorpio is your moon or your sun or your rising or any other Scorpio placement that you watch for. And also if you are a late degree Scorpio, so if you're a Scorpitarius, like around November 11th through the rest of the sign, then I suggest you also watch my Sagittarius report because you cuspy people are um, have a more complex read. So you've got to take both of those charts into consideration. Okay, so what's going on this month? First, we still have this movement through uh, Gemini of many of the planets, and we also have a solar eclipse in that sign, which we'll get to. But this energy is a little bit awkward for you. It doesn't have to be a bad thing, but you'll be feeling it. You know, you'll be busy to the point of distraction um, and overwhelm, and it's going to be just so much for you to take in. But it could be that the things that are going on are amazing, and there's just a lot going on. And your uh, family and, you know, um, like your spouse, your family, your deep relationship space is very much lit up. So the odds are that you're going to be strongly connecting with people in a very deep way. And part of the overwhelm could be coming from that the fact that there are so many people to connect with that, you know, it's hard for you to give the focus that you want on each person because there's so many people in, in the spectrum. And whether this is virtual or whether this is in person will be determined by the world circumstances and, you know, your particular location. But it's going to be very, very, very rich with many of the things that Scorpios love the most because this eighth house of Scorpio is being lit up by these Gemini planets. Okay, so investing, business, collaborations, things like that, even lotto, lottery, sweepstakes, things like that, the odds are increased for money to pop in out of nowhere, even finding money. I've tracked over time when I've had an active eighth house that I've found money on many different occasions, like just cash in the street. It's kind of a weird thing. So those kind of things are increased in odds. So that's pretty cool. Okay, so let's see what else I wanted to talk about there. Uh, yes, okay, so it's going to bring up the topic of indecision. Okay, this month is going to be a very confusing month, partly because of the Mercury retrograde, partly because the eclipses, we're still feeling the effects from the May eclipse, and we have this June eclipse, which is also in this house of Scorpio. So the eclipse is going to bring in information and Mercury retrograde is going to continue bringing in information. And a lot of this is going to have to do with the topics we've already discussed. However, there are also chances for major life-changing events to occur here, like really major crossroads. Okay, so I've got more information on eclipse energies later in the quad boom section and you can look to the my may horoscopes to see where the may eclipse and sagittarius hit for you because that is going to be in effect in june as well and to get the most of 
understanding where the eclipses are going to affect you, I've got several resources I've made I'm going to refer because astrology is complicated and it's really difficult to go into the kind of detail that it deserves and that many people want to know in one video. So I suggest you watch my Eclipses in Gemini videos. You can just search for Eclipses in Gemini Annie Botticelli or go to my homepage on YouTube and I have a eclipse, an eclipse playlist. Additionally, I suggest all Scorpios watch the Eclipses in Scorpio slash eighth house uh, video because that is where the eclipse is going to be from the whole house perspective for all of you. Now, if you are like November born, November 5th on, or like 15 degrees to the rest of the sign, I also suggest you watch my eclipses in Libra video because in the Placidus chart, this um, eclipse is going to shift back either directly in the seventh house for you all or right on the line there between the seventh and eighth house. So to get a really good picture of all the potentials, if you're in that zone, like the November 5th on or 15 or so degrees to the rest of the sign, then I suggest you also watch my eclipses in Libra. Okay, so basically just in a nutshell, it, it, relationships, you know, relationships with people, relationships with money, relationships with entities, you know, businesses, corporations, got the government, taxes, things like that are going to be major hotspots, not only from the Gemini movement and the Mercury retrograde, but also from the eclipse. Okay, so we also have Mars continuing its movement through Cancer. It's going to finish up there and start to move to Leo. As it does, um, those of you towards the end there, like the last six days of the sign, so, you know, around the 16th or so um, of November on, you all are going to get your Mars kiss. Now, the rest of you will have gotten your Mars kiss in um, May. Okay, so nobody's being left out of this, but those of you who didn't get your, your kiss from the, the, this um, trine, the most favorable aspect in all of astrology with Mars, the planet of action and uh, ambition and oomph um, and forward movement, you will get your kiss at the end there, um, people at the end in the beginning of June. Now, as Mars moves into Leo, it's going to start lighting up your work sector. And this is going to be a little bit delayed um, the later you are in the sign. But in the months of June and July, all Scorpios will be feeling this impetus to get your work going and support from other places to get your employment or get your business. Or if you're a person who's retired or doesn't need to work, then some kind of project where you're out in front of people and using your gifts in some way for causes that matter to you. Now, as the other planets start to move into Cancer, as Mars is leaving, basically Venus is going to go in, um, the Sun is going to go in, and eventually um, uh, Mercury will go in. That will be later, like in July. But as this happens, all of these trines are going to form with your placement. Or trine is the most favorable aspect in all of astrology. I call these astro kisses, and we're always chasing those astro kisses. And I always point them out whenever they're happening because they're just they're blessings. They're the places that, you know where your life flows and where work that you've done in the past starts to show up in a big way, or you get support, or you plant seeds of things that you know are going to manifest in the future. So you've got quite a lot of those kisses and easy flow coming in June and July from those kisses. And some of those kisses are going to come from Venus, which is my grandma Marge. If you haven't heard about my grandma Marge before, she's one of my um, Italian relatives and she 
you know, would always give me a kiss on my mouth and tell me how wonderful I am and slip me some money and give me a meatball. Okay, so basically, like the comfort, the sustenance, the money, the esteem, the, you know, support, that's what Venus brings, especially in a trine. So hopefully you'll be getting some Grandma Marge goodies over the next couple of months from that Venus aspect. Now, as the planets move into Cancer, they're going to be flooding your ninth house. And the ninth house has to do with the same types of things that the um, Sagittarius eclipse in May that's still carrying over into now. So you've got multiple factors that are lighting up your sector of education, um, teaching, if you're trying to go into a teaching role, and of course, teacher means something different these days than it used to, right? When we used to hear about somebody being a teacher, they were in a school or university or elementary or somewhere in there. But teaching is taking on a very, very different role now. And so if you're a Scorpio with gifts to share, you might find that either in the job or employment you already have, you're taking on more of a teaching role or education role, or that you're wanting to do some work like that as your new business or on the side. And that's very well supported right now learning languages and international connections. Now, you know, I don't know what the state of the world will be. Uh, I'll talk about an aspect that is definitely going to bring some boom, the Saturn Uranus square when we get to the quad boom section. You know, that could mean a lot of different things, but it doesn't matter that we don't know if these international connections are going to mean actual travel or if they're going to mean distance because these days people could have an international business and never leave their house. But the international sector is going to be lit up for you in a big way at this time and that could be meaning that you are traveling or that you're connecting with people um, in different countries through business or other factors or that you're planning a long distance trip for the future. Now, if you have to make some plans, this month is a little bit confusing, okay? You're not, you're gonna have more information every day and July and August into the first part of September might be better for making decisions with the information that comes in now because you'll get out of the retrograde and eclipse fog. Okay, so something else that we have going on has to do with Jupiter going retrograde. I'll talk a little bit more about that later, but specifically for Scorpios, Jupiter has been moving forward in your fourth house. And now it's going to retrograde in your fourth house. And all of this has to do with the expansion of the growth of the development of your home, whether that's through actually building onto your home or making a home purchase or getting into real estate business or having a home-based business or something with your family, family and home and real estate is coming up in a big way. And it's actually coming up from that eighth house that we talked about that's lit up for you and is coming in through the fourth house, okay? So if you had big things expanding, things either may start to lose steam while Jupiter is in retrograde or things that you had been working on might start to just naturally come together, okay? But if you notice that things are slowing, don't be concerned, It's it could just be that Jupiter needs you to attend to some details that were missed or that are needed for your future growth. And you might have to rein in some loose ends to be able to put more power behind smaller areas of focus. Okay, so definitely watch. I have another um, video that I've made that will help you with everything Jupiter. It's called Jupiter and Aquarius for Scorpio. You can find my Jupiter and Aquarius playlist on my YouTube home channel. 
Um, or you can just search organically for Jupiter in Aquarius for Scorpio Annie Botticelli and you'll find it and it will tell you about all of these things for you um, in, uh, in the whole year of 2021 from Jupiter's movements. Okay, so if you want to have a written um, email coming to you one month early from me, sign up for my free email newsletter at AnnieHelpsYou.com and you'll get a write-up of all of the sweet dates, all of the salty dates, the aspects that are notable for the month, what you can expect from them, and a general write-up of the month delivered one month early into your inbox. Okay, so you can go to AnnieHelpsYou.com for that. Now I want to give you 10 more must-knows, explain myself about what this quad boom is all about, and give you 10 more must-knows for this month that you will be very grateful to know as you are preparing for one of the most astrologically active months of the whole year. Okay, so let's get deeper into the astrology of June 2021 by talking about 10 must-knows that are influenced from this quadruple boom. Mercury retrograde in Gemini, solar eclipse in Gemini, Saturn square Uranus, and Jupiter in retrograde. When Mercury is in retrograde, plans and things that other things that seem certain will be cast into uncertainty or tested. This is just something that we see every Mercury retrograde season. And this season basically started May 15th when we entered the shadow period of Mercury retrograde. The actual retrograde is May 29th through June 22nd. And the post shadow period runs until July 7th. So during this time, the biggest must know is to be flexible and go with the flow. This can be an amazing time for things to gel in wonderful ways, but when we try to force things or try to hold too tight to an old framework, it definitely causes complications and stress. You've got to double check and check plans. Miscommunications could abound, so you have to be more careful with your words and careful with everything that you do. There is going to be a drive to distractedness, so just keeping awareness can help offset many issues. It's easier to not try to plan things for this time, but if you have to, just know that those plans may be called into question or they might change. And the same goes for agreements. Anything that you agree to now is likely to change, so just try to keep that flexibility in those arrangements. Okay, so on the topic of the eclipse, we've got quite a few must-knows here. The dramatic eclipse news is going to continue. You likely have seen this starting in April and May, and we have it continued here in June. So these eclipses bring surprise trajectory shifts, powerful endings, and exciting new beginnings. So in the month of June, we'll be feeling the effects still of the eclipse from May and this June 10th eclipse at almost 20 degrees of Gemini. So a big must-know for this time is to go in with a willingness to let go of what's leaving and to be excited about what new energies will be coming in to fill that space. Okay, so another must-know is that the eclipses are connected to the north and south node placements, which are linked to our karma and dharma. 
So the must know here is to know that your routine and the whole matrix and framework of your life patterns are likely going to radically change. You'll have major karma melting off, which will reveal new opportunities that couldn't have been imagined before. So that's something very exciting about eclipse time. You can see the fulfillment of life dreams and the gifts and blocks that you um, were born into can be enhanced or broken through at this time. So you can step into gifts that you were born with and you can burn off blocks that you were born with as well as this call to your highest destiny gets very loud and the heaviness of karmic storylines can start to melt away. Another must know about the eclipses is that it's very important to dare to dream and dare to believe that things can really change while at the same time being willing and vigilant, looking for ways you can take an active role in creating those changes from the inside out. We are greeted by our unconscious belief systems very strongly at eclipse times. So fears and things that we've been holding on to may come to our faces, come up to our faces to get challenged. And the more we make the decision to break through, the more we can open up for our new experiences. Okay, so since eclipse season coincides with Mercury retrograde now, there are going to be key people and key situations and key projects from the past that are reemerging is very relevant. So the must know here is that there, if there's someone you've been waiting to connect with or hoping to connect with or thinking about connecting with or someone who's contacted you from the past or something else that's come up from the past, give those things from the past extra focus at this time because it could be destiny knocking. And people and places even, going back to old places you've been, can hold keys to your highest purpose and can also hold keys to closing up old stories and being able to step out of old patterns. Okay, so another must know here is that new information can seem to come in daily. This is why the combination of the eclipse time and the combination of the retrograde time put us into this spider situation that I often talk about where the spider has made its web during the more active times and now in the eclipse and retrograde time you just sort of wait and watch to see what shows up in your web rather than actively trying to make more webs or um, you know do anything other than sort of watch observe take in you are going to have time coming soon to really have the clarity about what to do with the things that come in, but that time won't come until after July 7th. So basically July 8th through September 7th, this is a major must know. June is not the time when you're likely going to have clarity because more information is coming in sometimes every day. Okay, so July 8th through September 7th is the next window for forging forward and having more clarity about um, what you're going to do with the decisions you know that have come before you. And if you have to make an agreement or an arrangement in June, try for bridge or temporary arrangements that give you a little bit of time for the fog to clear from these aspects before you make the more permanent, um, permanent decisions or permanent plans or agreements. Okay, so Saturn and Uranus square, this is the uh, 
second of three passes. We had the first in February, the second one is in June, and then we have the third one in December. Um, this is a very powerful transit that is affecting us on the major world global levels down to the individual levels, you know, weather and earth changes and political changes and changes to our systems and our structures and every aspect of our lives down from, you know, the global down to the individual, um, you know, is being affected by these outer aspects. So I've actually done a, a whole separate video on this, which you can search for if you just search for Saturn Square Uranus video, YouTube, Annie Botticelli, it will come up and I'll go into lots more details there. But basically, this is a clash of the subjective definitions of freedom and accountability on the individual, community, world levels. So big must know here is to ask the questions about your life that will bring you more joy and personal freedom. Ask the question, what does freedom mean to you and how can you have more of it? And how can you be more accountable for your life? and your, your circumstances. Big question here, are you willing to own your creations as coming from the inside rather than something just happening to you? And this is, you know, this is the time where our perceptual framework can really change how we see ourselves. And we've got amazing possibilities for stepping out of the experience of victimhood, which means that we feel like something is happening to us. And we step into empowerment knowing that regardless of circumstances, we can shift our life's experience. Okay. So Saturn, Uranus, square, big times, and we've got hot spots in like the six-ish weeks before and after these clashes. So that that's basically covered, you know, most of the year so far. And then we have a little bit of, you know, kind of um, wearing off of the energies in between each hit of February, June, and December, but it's still active and present as a long-term theme. Okay, so this Saturn-Uranus is going on the whole year. Okay, so then we've got Jupiter retrograde. Jupiter goes retrograde for about four months every year. We've got it retrograde here from June 20th through October 17th. This is a time when big plans, big ideals, big dreams, expansion moves more to the backdrop, backdrop in many cases, where it's not as out there and it's more closer in and certain things may seem like they're um, slowing down or they're wearing off, or, you know, things that you've been trying to work on could start losing steam, but just know that they're not necessarily, they're just going into the backdrop to be worked on and you can continue the forward movement. It just might not be as obvious in the outer planes and that this is a time to fine tune your um, organization and tend to the necessary details that are um, the core of your big dreams. So basically, if you've overextended yourself, this is a time when you pull back in and you see what things are absolutely necessary, get down to the bare bones so that you can really put all of your power behind the things that are going to make your dreams a reality. And some people might actually see um, past efforts that were done flowing and manifesting with magical ease where you're barely having to do anything and things are showing up.
Okay, so the last thing is a bonus here. So besides our quad boom, we've got all of these outer planets in Aquarius and Uranus and Taurus. It's bringing up the topic of pollution and toxins and disease, the issues and the solutions. Um, Aquarius rules the uh, lymphatics of our body and Taurus is definitely related to our food supply and agriculture, which is directly related, you know, affected by the droughts and the storms and the toxins. So the big must know here is cleaning up our diets and lifestyle are going to protect as issues with toxins and disease stay front and center for a long time to come. So that's again, you know, something empowering that we can do is keep our vibrant health up that will make us less susceptible to disease and to, you know, support our body systems to clear out the toxins. Um, you know, be, be nice to your liver, clear out your, um, your body because there's always this direct interface between our physicality and the stars. And so the stars have these aspects and they send us messages and they create situations that bring things into the forefront. So the importance of us cleaning up our personal space is shown by this, you know, microcosmic or, um, this micro, um, you know, this situation basically where the inside is outside and the outside is inside. So when we're looking at the environment being a reflection of our inner environment, sometimes we can't control everything outside of ourselves, but we can make different decisions for our inner climate and our inner environment.